about video games and crap here. I'm Ben. I'm here with Adol. Hey. And Lucy. Hi. Hey. Let's get into it and drink some beers. Adol, what are you opening? Uh, I'm looking for my goddamn... I'm really out of beer. Sorry, I forgot I needed a bottle opener. Um, uh, So it was my birthday on Friday. um, Happy birthday. My uh, flatmates... Uh, one of them uh, went away and brought me this lovely uh, Boulevard des Philosophes uh, beer de lac. Ooh. Fancy uh, Belgian? Swiss beer. Swiss beer. I know that because she went to Switzerland and .ch is, I think, the right. Pass. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, anyway. Um, so it is a ten percent um, quadruple. What's that? And I don't know why I opened it first. I meant to open the other one first, but here we are. Pop the lid back on. Swiss, yeah. Beer, Swiss. Beer, what was it? Beer de lac? Did you say? Yeah, beer de lac. Beer de lac. Really simple bottle. Philosoph- Obviously, it was. Yeah, what was it, this? It, it, ch. What? Oh, dot ch is the, um, uh, oh, the domain suffix. Country code. Yeah. 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 All this. Um, I have recapped it. <laughs> I will open this other beer. I haven't given things away. This is the Sterile Tears West Coast IPA uh, from uh, Abbeydale Brewery in Sheffield. Mm. Uh, you've probably noticed by now that we love our hop store, and along with our pals at Box Social Brewing, we've rustled up a vibrant and punchy West Coast IPA. We've gone in with a Simcoe Trinity of Leaf T90 and cryo hops backed with a trusty with trusty favorites citra and mosaic for a clean tasting explosion of mangoes passion fruit and citrus on the palate and a rounded bitter finish uh uh beer five of six save your label it's a seven percent uh west coast ipa nice cool yeah Um, so i've got two strong beers that's always good i've got i've opted for two stronger beers as well today uh lucy not drinking this week no, no beers. That's fair. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you just gotta have a nice week off. Just relax a little bit. Oh, I've been drinking today. <laughs> I don't have any beers. <laughs> That's the reason why it's no beers? No, no. I only had uh, two pints. So. Two and a half. That's fair. So, on to me. I'm drinking a beer from Odyssey Brewing Company. Had a few of their beers before. This is Falling Down. It's a double IPA. It's 9%. It tells me that the kettle hops were Simcoe and a Qanot. The bio transformation hops were Mosaic. The post fermentation hops were Citra, Cryo Idaho 7, and Cryo Citra. And it says keep cold, drink fresh, serve between certain temperatures. And that's everything that we get from uh, from Odyssey on their can. It has got a lovely design, pair of hands with a moth. Mm. And then they're always a little bit uh, more, I don't know, what's the word? Some of them have been skeletons, 
Um, they don't tend to edge on that sort of slightly darker, slightly more macabre side on their, on their art. And I really like Gothic, it. I really like their art. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm. So I'm going to pull that. Adam's disappeared. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to take a goddamn picture for this stupid Instagram. Oh, I see. Don't worry about it, mate. Don't worry about it. Instagrams are for Instagrammers, for millennials, and, and people trying to be cool. Yeah, we're not cool. I mean, we try to be. Do we? <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally. Not all the time. Occasionally. Yeah. I've poured. While you're doing of... what you're doing, I've poured my beer yeah. awfully, and there's a load, an absolute ton of head on oh, this. Oh, good lord. It's just gone. Well, it's, it's exploded. Good thing I am now ready while, so I can wax intellectual about beers while yours. Good. Um, nose. Yep. It smells like passion fruit mangoes and all kinds of tropicalness. <laughs> um, the nose actually doesn't have much citrus. Um, there's a slight bitter... I, I hesitate on pininess, but there's a slight, slight pininess. Mm. Really light, um, in the sense that the bitterness has a resinous tone. Do you get that in the mouth, Ooh. Phil? Mm. Uh, it's actually quite quite wet. Um, yeah. Not very viscous. Um, yes, so you're getting more of that bitterness... A little more of that resonance, but it's mostly just. Given the nose was very tropical fruity, I wasn't expecting how much um, of the bitterness from the all the hops comes through in the taste. Okay, like it's clearly tropical fruit, uh, mild citrus, but it's quite bitter. Uh, not like in your face, but it's like oh, you know this this isn't like taking a bite of a mango uh, or a passion fruit. This is like I'm having a. Uh, tropical fruity beer. This is definitely mm. an IPA. Again, not like smack you in the face like we used to get a couple of years back, but it's definitely an IPA in the way that uh, the last few IPAs I've had on the podcast have been much more bitter backward in the sense of like the bitter only comes out when everything else is faded. This is a... Yeah, this is definitely the bitterness comes up, comes out right when the tropical fruit comes out. Mm. The citrus sort of shows up when the tropical fruitiness fades, and then you're left with this this light but um, mildly resinous bittering. Um, and it's a kind of a short finish. It's quite weak. Um, and lasts, I'm going to say, 20-ish seconds before it's kind okay. of gets to the point of not detectability. Mm. But a really solid quaff. Nice. Good. And that was the that was the Abbeydale one, wasn't it? That you you yeah. changed to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have seen them around a little bit um, more the last couple of months or so. Um, I think I had one from them, maybe more towards the summer a little bit. Um, yeah, seen them about. I think I think what what I had from them was good. I can't remember to be fair. I drink too much beer to remember those <laughs> sorts of things um, but yeah nice yeah seeing them about a little bit more which is good and try and pick one up next time uh, mine from Odyssey as I say I've had a few from these guys before they've always been really nice this one I'm getting a ton of fruit on the nose and that's Citra and I think a little bit of pineapple as well from that Idaho 7 maybe is coming through sort of quite strongly it's quite a sort of a strong fruity nose that's kind of 
all I'm getting. It's 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 settled down. It's definitely kind of lost its head a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very straw color, a little hazy. So we shall see. What was that about nine percent? I think it was. Mm. Okay, flavor is quite different to the um, mm. to the nose. So I say, getting those 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 fruity notes on the nose. When I sip it, those fruity notes are there, but that's not sort of what instantly kind of takes me. I'm sort of met with a little bit of a a little bit of a, a bitterness and sort of stewed fruits. Oh. On the on the on the start of that, right at the beginning, and it kind of mellows, gives you a little bit of a, a tongue tingle. It's a little bit carbonated, um, and kind of settles down into this. I don't know. It kind of almost finds a bit of a, a bit more of a, a sweeter, maybe malty kind of backbone to it, but the the stew fruits kind of are still there, and they absolutely tell you that this is a higher ABV beer. Um, it was, it is 9%. Um, but those those stew fruits and that sort of that that mouthfeel gives you that um, that that slight burn that you have from you know from liquor or something. Um, definitely have that in accompaniment to those stewed fruits and that sort of that slight sweetness. I don't know whether it's whether that kicks in straight away, whether it's that that flavour instantly. Hmm. And I think why that comes in is I'm getting a little bit of the fruit. Now I've had a few more swigs. I'm getting a little bit of the fruit more at the beginning. That then, whether it's sort of the combination with the alcohol, um, and that sort of uh, you know gives it that sort of stewed fruity kind of nature to it. Um, and then again, maybe it's that I'm saying it's a sort of a sweet, sweeter sort of maybe multi backbone. But actually, maybe the fruits uh, and there's a sweetness from the fruits that is coming back through. Again, just just edging back in as this as this beer goes down. It's it's really really dry. It's so so dry that I want to constantly be just sipping tiny little swigs of this continuously. Um, so so it's beckoning for more. It, it, absolutely, and I mean the flavor is really nice as well. So I'm being pulled back by the flavor, but I'm also being pulled back by how dry it is, and wanting to keep putting that back on my on my palate. Um, Oh my god! What are you doing, Odyssey? Nine percent. It's so so easy to drink. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Chug Good, it. but ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. You know, those those sort of stewed fruits. They're never really kind of top of my list for things that I want. I was going to say it's it, like it sounded appealing until you said stewed fruits, and I was like, oh. but I think I might just be prejudiced against the idea rather than maybe the. Actual yeah, mm. and it's going well despite, like, even though it's not your favorite. Or yeah, the, absolutely, like, absolutely. I think it's maybe the combination yeah. and the way that the beer is made that sort of uh, that, that brings it all together. And being dry and having quite a, um, having quite a short finish. You know, the, the stewed fruits aren't the thing that sort of sticks around. It kind of mm. highlights other things. Says, "Hey, here's the alcohol." Here's the fruit as well, and then sort of disappears and leaves me definitely with that sort of, um, you know, and again, it does feel like it's a sweet sort of malt and the sweet sort of fruits that are sort of coming back in. So I think it's just very well made in the way that it kind of 
throws a couple of bits in and then leaves you with sort of a lasting mm. sort of flavour. Um, again, bit of pineapple um, kicking back in, got that on the nose. So it's starting after you know that initial sip to sort of settle a little bit and come together quite nicely. So I'm going to shut the fuck up and drink this. <laughs> Seems like well, a good Ben's thing to do. shutting up. It does look very nice. Mm. So it's it is very hazy. nice. Oh, I could knock that back. Ooh, Absolutely, yes. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I didn't comment Smart on... Uh, mm. Mine's quite clear. Mm. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, mildly translucent, so not like the clearest of beers, mm. but, uh, you know, it's... See my finger through it, even with the light behind me rather than in front of the beer. Mm. Also, I, I really need to get, like, a good couple of pint glasses that are yeah. plain because... <laughs> oh, good! Ooh, a Captain Morgan's Morgan. sort of uh, pint. Yeah, yeah. I drink yeah. that. By Not even a pint, pint like a half pint glass. <laughs> it's super then I weird. I pass out and don't wake up for a week. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, so we did a. I think I mentioned this last week. We did a purge of glassware, but I wasn't yeah. involved, and they got rid of the plain pint glasses. And I was like, "But you kept these bullshit, like <laughs> random branded, but not enough to hold a pint things." <laughs> I don't know. I don't get peoples, it. Peoples of peoples. Um, so, Lucy, I think we're going to come yeah. to you first. Whilst you're, whilst you're, whilst you've got some life in you, whilst you're still awake, <laughs> I, know you're, I know you're feeling a little bit tired this week. So, and whilst you've not Just got any beer, we'll, we'll kick mm. to you first to uh, to bring what you want to discuss this week. Yeah, I haven't played much of anything at all. In fact, the first game I touched after we've had. Spoke about tint last week. Yeah. Um, I played a game on Apple Arcade again Mm. because that's the flavor of the month. Getting Um, your money's worth. The go to platform of October 2019. Mm. Yes. I think my free trial. Next month will be Stadia. I don't know when my free trial ends. Maybe later on, maybe in a Mm. week or two. Um, But yeah, still making the most of it. It's just easy to, like, because I've been just being tired and doing random stuff and going out and living life um Mm. just to oh i feel like playing a game let me just get this ipad you know you just even like the xbox has to whir up and stuff like that or have to get my switch and see that it's got no battery even though i haven't (laughs) touched it um and charge that ipad just yeah turn it on oh i want to play this game called stella s-t-e-l-a um Mm. Just connect uh, Xbox controller to it. Um, what the good thing is is that uh, I don't re- need to like resync it every time. Um, it just it, that device just recognizes yeah that controller now, which is good. Um, is that controller? Do you use that controller with your Xbox at all, or is it just I've, dedicated? I've got uh, several Xbox yeah, controllers, just, so it's dedicated. I know yeah. when, when I was using yeah. an Xbox mm. and something else like my PC, I had to resync it if it was the same controller. Okay. Um, no, this one's uh, dedicated to that. Um, it's yeah. a green one, so I was like, "Apple is green, green controller." That makes sense, <laughs> and that's how I remember it. Unless they're pink uh, ladies. Copyright aside, um, <laughs> oh, Apple Music, when mm. they were fighting with Apple Productions, the people who put out the Beatles albums, yeah. had to stop having any marketing with a specific tone of green because the oh, Apple wow. production label was a whole green apple. And so Apple Music had to be the white apple with the bite out. 
Mm, I remember they had to because change the bite out of it. I didn't realize the color was uh, was changed as well. Yeah, it was a whole. It was mm. enough. To, they needed to differentiate so yeah. that it didn't seem like mm. they were making money off of the same connotation. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. So, um, is it? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> it's fascinating. Just like how finicky these things yeah. are. Like, is it like someone's getting a wrestler's getting t- uh, sued and like? WWE 2K or whatever they're getting sued for using an artist tattoo on one of the wrestlers and oh, it's like right. yeah. okay this artist owns this piece of art which is yeah. on this wrestler which is in this game and it's like oh yeah. my gosh who, who like, licensed their yeah. likeness which is also legal <laughs> yeah. but does the but part of their likeness is in the their own who, domain who knows it's, it's are just, you just a canvas mm. yeah, that's why I'm just saying mm. it. yes it, it is fascinating but you can only use this Tone of green. That's why I use just a font. Mm. Yeah, it's just in yeah, case you're ever in WWE 2K46. Mm. <laughs> oh man, fuck that! I, I, I'm only employed until January, and if nothing works, I'm gonna just join the WWE as the smallest, use, most useless fighter. I'll be there with you. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll, I'll, I'll be the philosopher, and I will be able to do fights, and I'll just try and like it'll just be like argumentative bats that will always win. And then everyone's like, this guy's the worst. He's never in fights. We want to see fights. And then they just fired. get you on that first thing and you're like, right, I'm done. Career over. Finished. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Lucy, Stella. Mm, yes. Uh, that was a tangent and a half. Uh, yeah, Stella. Um, it is a 2D side-scrolling puzzle platformer, um, very much in the vein of the likes of Lucy Inside. Hmm. <laughs> Of inside and limbo and stuff like that. It's it, it's very much like inside, and I don't say that in a like oh you copied inside. How dare you? Um, just in a, it's actually a compliment to you know be compared in the same breath as uh, like what is I consider a perfect game, um, and probably one of the best that's come out this generation. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's very much in that style. You're playing as, I mean, you just wake up. You're you're this woman. You know, there's no dialogue. There's no text or anything. You just start moving to, to the right. It's very simple, like button controls and inputs. Um, like you know, A to jump, and uh, like X to interact. Um, these games obviously have touchscreen controls, so don't know how right. that would work. But I. Much more comfortable playing a game like this, um, which is coming to other consoles later on a um, game. Just pad. to to mm. go back to the sort of the inside comparison, is it a similar mm. kind of like tone and aesthetic quality yeah, as inside? Yeah. yeah, it's very much. Oh, you're in this um, foreign world that looks a lot like Earth, but you know there's some supernatural, like creepy, crawly, you know, Slenderman things happening, and it's like mm. uh, you, you're you're running, you know. You're not what sure from or to, or if you're running towards something, what your go- overall goal is and stuff like that. But you know you're you're evading you know enemies by solving puzzles like um, staying in shadows, like making sure you sneak quietly at some points, or you know just distracting enemies. You, you, you know basic puzzles. Um, you know that can work around like a two-button input system. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I really like like the aesthetic of it. It's like yeah. these really muted colors, and like each like chapter has like a distinct color oh, nice. scheme to it. So like the first level, um, 
or, or like the second level you it's like these um you you're going through like this forest at like dusk so it's like this like dark these dark yellows and stuff like that and this like haze coming through the trees and stuff like that it it's really visually striking and like I'm playing it on an iPad um so this is probably like probably best played on like a TV so if you've got like Apple TV or something like that um or I think it's coming to Xbox it's probably coming to PlayStation as well play it on the big screen it's but coming it's announced sometime in 2019 for Steam but they haven't okay. said when yeah so I suspect mm-hmm. it probably will be 2020 February or something possibly I did um, just because if there's no release date now and yeah. we're in mid-october yeah I did take a quick look on um, on um, Google Play just to see if it was on there, but it's not. Yeah, it's probably just, an Apple Arcade exclusive. I think it's a, yeah, I just wondered, is it is it a game that, um, you know, how how is Apple Arcade working in terms of the games that are made for it? Are are Apple funding any? Are they kind of like a publisher, or is it just a a very sort of curated list of exclusives, which they have uh, they have uh, you know bought the rights to for a certain amount of time? I think or is it's, it a mixed bag? But I think it's a mixed bag. Um, mm. I think it's much more of, oh, we're just publishing these and um, not exactly, you know, involved, giving development costs over to the devs um, as such. But um, yeah, because like a lot of these games are on like consoles, like Sinar mm. and Wild Hearts. Um, mm. Mm. You know, this game's yeah. coming to to that. And yeah. like, a lot of them are mobile debuts, right? Yes, a lot of them have just come out on yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of them are coming out prior to other systems. It, that happened with the Switch when that was, you yeah. know, shit hot. When um, they were coming to the Switch and then they were coming to PlayStation and yeah. Xbox, mm. still happening. Um, like that Goose game. Um, yeah. But yeah, so a lot of them are coming to to Apple first, and it's like, oh, this game that I wanted to play that I, you know found out it was coming to our console. It was like, oh, it just dropped on, you know. Apple Arcade right. before even the Switch, like that game in most. These are games like Sayonara and Wild Hearts in most that were it, showcased it, right? on like like um, Nintendo Directs, mm. saying coming, you know, coming to Switch first, like console exclusive and all this like that. So huh. Apple Arcade's first. pipping them all to the post. Yeah, yeah, it's all like. Yeah, and I think mm. it, I'm pretty sure it's it. What's happened is the exclusivity contracts have been console wise. Or maybe console and PC wise, and like people have a sort of like there's a loophole here where mobile is not the same class of platform, and it turns out a lot of these games yeah. don't have the like needs of power or computation. So, mm. except for like, so like, sync a fucking controller, and then you don't even have to worry about touch controls. You're gonna get the full experience of this game yeah. uh, on the mobile, except for maybe screen size, which, as you said, Apple TV can scale in that but i think that's the loophole where you you've seen things where it's like you can't get away with saying xbox exclusive now it's first out on the on the switch but you can kind of see this on switch exclusive or xbox they always they always use the right the (laughs) say correct terminology when they're saying uh you know console exclusive or you know because they know xbox had it's just every xbox exclusive has been a pc and xbox release day one Mm -hmm. for years now right so they're like debut (laughs) exclusive whatever they say it's all marketing terms it's like yes this will be on everything eventually and we all know that um but yeah it's it's a it's a cool game um i think i'm about halfway through it um 
it doesn't it's, it's not as polished as Light Inside as I said that's just a perfect game in terms of everything like in terms of like its cohesion its narrative its uh, audio design and everything like that but this is like you know it it, it does its own thing you know it's not it's not, and it's it's not a clone it's polished yeah like the animations are great you know there's no weird jank to it it's it's beautiful to look at even on like a 10 inch iPad so mm. Yeah, I really enjoy it. It's like my kind of game. It's like, like a 2D puzzle platformer, especially if it's like atmospheric and like camera panning yeah. out and, you know, showing different angles and just, you know, drawing attention to like the action and, you know, that's drawing suspense really and stuff point. like that. Mm. One of the things that's really nice about modern, well-made 2D platformers is mm-hmm. the director, whatever you want to call them, there's a... Because the camera is very simple on the base of it the they can push certain angles or movements yeah. um for really strong impact yeah in a absolutely. way that with 3d games it's so hard because um you never know where how people are situated or looking but mm-hmm. also in order to make a 3d game work properly you know you've got an analog stick or the mouse or something that's controlling the camera so you can never you can't do that cinematic move without yeah. making it sort of jarring because you're stealing control. But with a 2D game, you just sort of take this notion of the camera as omniscient, and then when the director or the creative team, whatever you want to call them, um, chooses to zoom in or pan or mm. do a dynamic move or focus, whatever, that has an impact because you you, you have no idea. By the nature of the, the medium of 2D platforming, you don't think you have control of the camera, mm-hmm. so you easily mm-hmm. are like, cool, you're showing me a thing. Yeah. yeah, And that's a thing you lose when you give more control to the player. Yeah. And that changes the narrative dynamics that's that's available. And, it, and it's why we, we cut in a lot of sort of 3D games, why you cut to FMVs and, and, and yeah. know, scenes and things like that, because you need to differentiate between what's going on. There's been several games that have come out where actually a lot of the time um, you know, if you take something like The Witcher or Batman, you know, any of the Arkham games and stuff where actually it kind of, it still keeps you within that space. It just changes the angle of the camera or, you know, mm-hmm. Batman will sort of fade and then kick back up into the into the pre, um, you know, um, pre-shot sort of scene. Yeah. Um, even if it does act in, the sa- in exactly the same mm-hmm. position that you're kind of in and you know, on the Witcher, if Roach is still up on the fucking house and is clipping through yeah. the thing, flying through the sky, it, or whatever he does, I, like I think it's the exception. So, like that—that that marks because it's a more dynamic environment. To do it well, you have to like do that transition really acutely. Mm. And a lot of games don't do it. They're just like, "Fuck it, now we're doing this." Yeah. Uh, some of the worst offenders are the ones where you're a first-person game and the cutscenes are third-person. I'm like, why are doing this <laughs> like, why are you doing this the only time you see your character after that character customization yep. yeah, pretty much but like like i think the, the batman games do a, at least i haven't played the, the scarecrow missions those mm, are my favorite yeah. parts of those games yep. <laughs> probably because yeah, it's like, 2d and cinematic yeah. i was yeah, gonna say yeah but like <laughs> that's actually a good point right the reason why the scarecrow missions besides like if you oh, are creeped so out by good. the effects the reason why they feel different and feel like you are in a dream is because they're changing the base like visual mechanic mm-hmm. mm. suddenly you're doing this this in a more 2d way so you feel like you are not in the same space 
So it feels more like a dream. Like yeah. the fact that the game is telling you this is a dream or this is some psychosis or whatever, you buy it because your entire dynamic has shifted. But you can still functionally live in it. Yeah. Yeah. But if you like games like, you know, Limbo, Inside, I mean, it's. It reminded me so much of Inside because, uh, like, the opening level, you start, like, running through cornfields and you go into a barn. And I was like, well, this is very Inside. And I was like, I'm fully on board. <laughs> so that was a good opening. But uh, yeah, I spoke about Planet, I think it's called Planet Alpha, like a few months yeah. ago, maybe last yeah, yeah, year. Yeah, that was a little while ago, yeah. Mm, and I think that might have been one of the episodes I wasn't around. Yeah, I think it was, I yeah. Think it, yeah. yeah. Um, where I said that was just like more style over substance. I mean, it didn't mm. feel great to control. You know, it was a bit janky. The animation was a bit all over the place. And, you know, things weren't, clear cut of is what you had to do this is like it, stellar is far better far superior it's um got a good art style and it's fun to play and it's got that polish to it which you'd expect nice. for an apple arcade game because they're all pretty damn good so i mean far. to be honest the all of the, i mean i don't have an apple device mm-hmm. so i don't have well sorry i have a macbook Mac yeah. air or whatever but that doesn't count i don't have an apple arcade device mm. and everything i've heard is exactly what um people lament about what steam used to be and what it is now and what epic could have been but isn't quite Mm. like what people want from a game platform is curation yeah Yeah. sure it's going to lock out certain games that may be really great and and uh that sucks but if the majority if all of the games are good and you're locking people out that's still better than like i feel like um there's a virtue to um, preventing false positives, even if it means that you have some false negatives. Yeah. Mm. Um, and like now that we have 17 million different platforms, curation matters so much more. It's, mm. it's a bit. It's like we've had this analog before, but it's like, why do people kind of prefer Netflix versus Amazon Prime? Well, it's because Amazon Prime just buys a bunch of random shit to like pad their library. <laughs> And then it becomes really shitty. What makes Netflix bad now is because the good stuff they're pulling licensing, especially like Disney, because they want their own thing. And, and like now, people are questioning whether this is a good thing, precisely because the curation is less strong. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, the chips in the in that hardware at that point where we can have console games running on iPad and stuff like that. So it is That's nice great. that they've um, started to curate these things. I mean, they had a I mean, the App Store's just an absolute mess, so... And they've just sequestered <laughs> that completely from Apple Arcade, which is great. Nice. Yeah. I, well, I think that's what we kind of need, and the, the big problem with Android is because it needs to be accommodating of all kinds of different platforms, it's way harder for Google to do this type of move. Because even if they curated well, either they lock it to, like, 17 devices, which is totally antithetical to what Android is about, mm. or they say these are the things and they might not run. And that's kind of just as destructive. Like it, the problem is like Apple has the has the tyranny of this. This is our feature set, and they can just say, "Look, this phone, this iPad level." Before that, fuck it doesn't yeah. count for Apple Apple Arcade. But everything after this will work because oh, yeah. they have they got direct me to control. Buy an iPad, so it works. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I so so I've got the that um tablet the, the 
that um, fucking Dave Wyatt recommended with the one that came with the little controls. Oh, yeah. You, like, spotted it. I haven't this touched thing. that. Yeah, I haven't oh, yeah. touched Wait. that yeah, yeah, yeah. in years. Because yeah. <laughs> um, the Switch it, came out. Right? I was yeah. like, goodbye. I upgraded to <laughs> Windows 10 on it, and now it's super sluggish, and it's basically a PDF reader for me. Mm. Really? But it's heavy, and the battery life ain't great. But, like, mostly, like, like Lucy said, like, if I want portable games, I'll just use my switch yeah that's why um, i using mine. because of compat <laughs> because of like cpu stuff and compatibility yeah there's some pc games i can run on this that it, like makes it portable but it's just also oh, super cumbersome like the, it's got these two external handles it has to be in a frame the world has gone past this yeah so now it's like well i functionally use this in a way that i i would rather just something lighter and simpler to do the two tasks i want of it and I'm thinking of like, okay, if I spent money on this, what would it be? And it's like, oh, it's either an iPad or like a like a specific e-reader or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get the iPad. And like, I think friend. the the Windows tablet Join space us. outside of the Surface is just dead, with respect. I, Sorry, well, was I like my Surface. My Surface is great. Yeah, your Surface. Yeah, but your Surface is powerful. It can actually yeah. play things. True. Yeah. Yeah, like so the problem right now is like the affordable well, tablets yeah. <laughs> can't play any game. True. Yeah, I, I, that I, I might I've want done to. Well, right? like, obviously, I'm not playing intent. I'm not playing The Witcher Three on my Surface, but I'm not, it's done well. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think we've like we found, um, you know, especially with um, with the increased sort of um, screen size of phones and things that actually Kim had a, a Kindle Fire mm-hmm. years ago, several years ago now, and. She doesn't use it. It's it, it. We've given it to Evelyn essentially shitty. to watch Netflix and play the games that we can kind of get on it. I mean, Amazon do and this thing. We haven't we haven't invested in it yet, but Amazon do this curated sort of kids package that you have to pay sort of like a monthly fee for, which will give you Gross. so many games. And you know, it, but it's the same sort of thing. You know, it's the same sort of subscription yeah. service, but for a for a kids kind of thing, I think it's like one pound fifty a month or something like that. Really okay. low. I mean, that's... and we're currently considering doing that, putting it on the Kindle Fire, and essentially it being for Evelyn now. You know, it it, it kind of fell out, um, not of use quickly for Kim. You know, she used it for several years, and it's you just know, aged out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think it happens with a lot of tech. Those these kind of, you know, these these slightly lower powered, um, you know, pads. They live in an odd sort of space that you're kind of you, yeah you're kind of like an ebook reader you you are a tablet but you're a little bit limited yes you can browse the net especially with the Amazon Fire ones with their sort of their limited yeah. OS on them and stuff. Um, yeah. so, to be honest, I don't know if you've heard of Remarkable, but it's like a note taking slash PDF PDF marking up thing. Mm. E ink, but it's immediate response, so high battery life, etc. And I'm thinking of like. Actually, what are the functions I don't want out of a want besides a laptop? It's actually writing notes, reading PDFs or eBooks, maybe marking them up. That's it. And like, yeah. I know that in a couple of years, whatever device can do, if I get a device that does that bare minimum, it'll still be able to do that bare minimum mm-hmm. because there's no layered on stuff. Yeah. And sure. the big problem with like, like tablets. <sighs> And stuff is like they're trying to do all the things, but mm-hmm. obviously as software increases, they're not designed for this. So mm-hmm. it gets it becomes obsolete. Not because like if I had held on to seven software updates prior, maybe it could still do some of these things. But like between battery life and like just obsolescence based on design, 
it's never going to be useful. Yeah. So I've kind of like a friend of mine is like, oh, just get an iPad with like the Apple Pen. That'll be fine. I'm like, no, but in two years that won't be fine. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I understand the cycle of the iPad because it's trying to do more things. If I get the thing that's trying to do this one thing. I don't actually need to do the software update one, so I don't have to worry about the software update not wa- like matching the hardware qualifications. Um, but also, so long as it's just a PDF, we, PDFs are stable. Mm-hmm. So it's like I kind of think maybe what I want is a laptop and like a dedicated device for the two simple tasks I want to do instead of getting something that pretends to do those simple tasks and a bunch more, but because it need, it wants to do the bunch more, it can't last. Oh, Same man. thing with the Kindle the, Fire, uh, right? How easy Microsoft. would it make you a marking? Only if they all email their things. Only (laughs) half of them do. Uh, Having spent four hours today marking, the the default is just printing it all off, marking it on paper. Still, the worst. But also because when I like go through the problem sheets with them in class, it's better if they have it in front of them. Sure. The worst part is though. They're all fucking Gen Z kids, so they're like, oh, I emailed you with an attachment. Cool. It's like, yeah, but your attachment didn't have your fucking name on it. <laughs> Obviously, the, my first move is get download all the things they emailed me and print them out. And then it's like, I guess I have to go through my email and figure out whose goddamn problem sheet this is. Because uh, you don't people know haven't how to figured out that, an, like, yeah. a, a letter, let alone an email. <laughs> no, an email, let alone anything. So I like, literally had to. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like attaches yeah. my problem sheet, and then it's just answers, and it's like, okay, at the bare bare minimum, if you think that university is supposed to train you for the real world, put your name on your documents is a really good lesson, <laughs> right? Like a really Let's good move lesson. on the conversation. Can I, from, no, yeah, like yeah, before I get like done in for talking to, shit, how they don't know how to do anything. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah. next week's topic, Lucy. It's like, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to get into <laughs> Oh, dear. dear Only dear. because we've a hard out this evening. I want another beer. But before I crack yeah. over another beer, uh, I'm just going to mention a game. I'm not going to talk about it this week because I'm going to lend it to you, Adult. And even if you have a little blast, you know, half an hour, an hour on it, we can we can chat about it next week. Um, I've um, played Concrete Genie. Oh, yeah. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was really good. I platinumed it. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, it didn't didn't take that long. It's only maybe a seven or eight, oh, six hour game, maybe. Oh, a bit um, lower, lower, lower. <laughs> <laughs> keep going down. Yeah, a bit, uh, a bit high. You can probably you can probably finish it in maybe six or seven hours, mm. and it maybe only took me another hour to get to platinum, to, to platinum it. Okay. So you know, a lot of stuff. I've never platinum to PlayStation game. Well, I here have. we go. I, I think I've done two. I did Spider Man because everybody did. Yeah, I have Ben Spider Man. I have let yet to start it. <laughs> I am the inverse of Platinum. <laughs> That's fine. Play Concrete Genie first because it's a, yeah, because yeah. for this level yeah. of production, it is a short experience. And I was really impressed with um, where the developer Pixel Opus had kind of come from with um, Entwined, which I oh. wasn't really oh, that taken right, yeah, with. Yeah. And then to produce this, it's a massive leap between the two games, and it's just—it's really impressive. Um, kind so of in the they've... one game you weren't Liam Neeson, and the other game you are Liam Neeson. <laughs> uh, no, no Liam Neesons. 
Well, so you weren't taken with either. Exactly. Uh, yes. I was like, it was a Liam Neeson <laughs> film called Entwined. And oh. like, <laughs> no, the the, the yeah. thread was there. Yeah, I think a few knots were tied in it yes. as it went around. Yeah, um, but, which is what I do. <laughs> yeah. I think we'll return to it. Uh, we'll return to, to talking about it next week yeah. if you get a, you know, if yeah, you get a right. chance. If you don't get a chance to play it, that's fine. I can just elaborate yeah, yeah. on my, I, my I mean, I, you, I mean, we're seeing each other on the weekend. Yep. Uh, on Saturday, Sunday, I should have some time. Saturday, Sunday, Monday to at least touch it. Yeah, and I know I've got very limited time this next week, so I don't know whether I'll have played anything else. So I'm sort of, you know, giving myself a yeah. little bit of an out. Let's open another beer! <laughs> Adol, or reopen the same beer you oh, opened yes. before. Oh, yes. <laughs> if only you could pop the cap off every bottle like that. Oh, I'm a machine. No idea. Beer de lac? From no. Switzerland. Yes. Yeah, Beard Alike <laughs> from Philosophers. Uh, Boulevard de Philosophers. I'm saying that really poorly. Uh, YouTube people. Philosophers. Yep. Yeah, mm. probably. Yes, yeah, it's probably Boulevard de Philosophers. Beard Alike. Yeah. Um, there is still plenty of carbonation. I haven't fucking done this wrong. It's 10%. It's oh. quadruple. Oh, it's nice. um, quad. Ooh. Yeah, it's it's a quadruple. Nice. Mm. How many ruples? Four ruples. Four ruples. Good. Had a quad in a while. Um, Haven't so, had a trip in a no. while. No, neither have I. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have picked up though um, an export stout. It's seven and a half percent, and it's from a new brewery for me called Bullhouse Brew Company. Mm. Um, it's which, a bull. Lewis, Bullhouse, which House. doesn't have a it doesn't have a an address on the back, but Lewis said they're from Northern Ireland. Okay. Um, so brewed and canned at Bullhouse Brew Company Limited, New Townards. I don't know where that is. Uh, this is El Capitan. Uh, yeah, an export stout, but a whiskey barrel aged export stout. Seven and a half percent. It does give me okay, a interesting. Mm, does give me a lot of the um, stuff. So the malt is pale and Munich light, chocolate and crystal one fifty, roasted barley and oats. The yeast is AY four, but it doesn't give me the hops. <laughs> Maybe it has no hops. Maybe it's hopeless. I think it probably doesn't. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, like seven point five percent beer that's all been aged in whiskey barrels. Ah, it seems kind of low. Yeah, it does absolutely. Usually, yeah. like you know, eight minimum. Uh, until it only says it's in it on the on the front of the can. It just says export stout. It doesn't mention mm. the whiskey barrels. It's only when I when I read the back earlier um, that I realised after I'd purchased it that I realised it was uh, whiskey barrel aged but like mm. yeah as you say you'd kind of expect it to be up towards the, the 10, Nine, 11 10, sort of yeah. mark maybe mm. um, so yeah we'll, interesting. we'll, we'll see we'll flavours mm. such a low percentage beer well not low but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's too for low our, to take for it back. our standards on this podcast it's very low <laughs> so Adol we'll come back to you yeah, so uh, for those of you who can see the video, it's like a quadruple. Yeah. It's brown. <laughs> it it's opaque. Um, but a, a medium head, but probably a half mm. pinky. Um, 
oh god it smells great <laughs> um and by that i mean like it, it's got that like belgian tinge and there's this deep yeah. sweet alcohol nice. right like like yeah. it's a belgian beer mm. i know it's actually it's swiss Estes. i'm just saying it yeah. has that you notion of a belgian yeah. ale it's unmistakable that smell mm. yeah exactly mm. And, and and again, it's ten percent, and the nose is that that ten percent. It's a thing that's like standard European ales do. They don't mask it. It's just like this is going to come out. Um, sweetness has a touch of fruitiness. Like you could think like really sweet raisins or dates, right? Like there's yeah. a touch of fruitiness attached to that ten percent. Um, just like that strong ten percent sweetness. Oh, he likes it. Viscous. He likes it's a quadruple. Smooth, <laughs> super smooth. It coats the tongue. Mm. It's smooth. It's ten percent, but you only get that again from that sweetness. Nothing mm-hmm. about it betrays like strength. Um, it, it it tastes less strong than that seven percent uh, IPA I just had. Mm. Dangerous. It's got a velvety mm. f- smoothness, um, and then right at the finish, it's got a bit of a slight, not quite bitter, almost like you know, um, the mouthfeel you get off of aspartame, like yeah. having like a diet Pepsi, that that like aerated notion. That's not the fizziness. It's just like a little bit of an opening up. Mm. Yeah, it has that. Um, but other than that, it's exactly what you think a quadruple would do. So it's got like it's got slight viscosity, but it's kind of light. Doesn't super coat and like linger. Um, it's sweet, uh, but it's just a standard quadruple, right? Nice. It's just I, doing what you want. I've always I've always found with quadruples that they're they're always a little bit too much. They're always a little bit too alcoholy. Like how is how is this sort of on uh, that kind of on that scale, you know, is it is, okay. it, is it knocking so, your fuck, yeah. like your socks off, or is it kind of no? Just so so works with the with the flavor. So I'm gonna appeal yeah. to previous beers, um, which viewers may or may not have had, um, but like the Rockefeller six eight mm. ten. Yep. Yeah. Right, the eight is my favorite. Mm-hmm. I agree. Less than ten percent. It's got the right balance of like alcohol and yeah. smoothness and velvety, strong Trappist ale-ness. This actually tastes like is in the same vein of that. Oh, as okay. that. And by that I mean like the ten I feel is too sickly sweet for the Rock Four, and this is not doing that. So like it's kind of um, given that this is a quadruple, it mm-hmm. tastes like a triple, okay. and that's why I like it a lot. Yeah, because yeah. it's like. Its boisterousness is being masked by everything else that's going on, so it, it tastes less in your face, and that's kind of what I want from this style of ale. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Right? I want it to be strong, but not feel like it's letting me out, even though it probably will. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, it, it's like, it tastes like an 8%. Okay, that's and, and I mean that yeah. in, the, in the best possible yeah. way. Because I'm with you, Ben, yeah. sometimes quads can be too much. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but mostly, the, like, but the, the too much is often either like 
strength sweet, of taste or just or heaviness yeah. so strongly sweet in the alcohol mm. and this just doesn't have that yeah. like it, it again if you told me this was eight percent i'd be like yeah that makes sense mm. Mm. But, which is really great i think like that tells me that they know what they're yeah, they balanced it well then yeah. doing yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah nice nice um i think that, that that leads me quite well into el capitan from bullhouse um you know uh, as i uh, as lucy said um and i don't know if you heard at all that is it is an export stout but it was a whiskey barrel aged export stout, mm. seven and a half percent i did hear it, yeah. and um i think what it's doing quite well is it is limiting the 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 alcohol it is limiting that burn but i'm still getting a lot of those flavors that you would think i should be so, um, you know, it is obviously absolutely pitch black. Mm-hmm. Um, you get those roasted notes kind of off the nose. And those those roasted notes, they, they seep in through the taste. But you're kind of almost, um, you're almost met with that sort of slightly sweet, very kind of woody sort of almost um like leathery like tannins kind of flavor mm. sort of straight away um it's actually really um light in terms of the body i thought it would be a little bit more viscous than than it is but actually it's quite sort of light in that respect and you kind of you get that initial flavor the, the, the there's a little bit of sweetness the woodiness from it as well you do get a little bit of the kind of uh, i'm trying to th- sort of think of the right word it's kind of like that that sour mash kind of whiskey sort of flavor that you're getting with it as well that's kind of just there in the background kind of backing up a few of these things but it does then almost revert back to being a uh, stout and you do have this slightly mm. long finish, which is maybe a little bit chocolatey, yeah. a little bit kind of roasted, slightly kind of coffee-ish. So it, but, it, uh, are those things only coming out in the finish? Not yeah. The, not the yeah. Main so, taste? The, so the initial yeah, okay. taste is that very um, is is that whiskey barrel aged flavour to it. And uh, and I guess maybe the seven and a half percent, with it being a lower ABV, maybe it wasn't aged in whiskey barrels for very long. You know, maybe it's only been a short um, sort of experiment. And this is looking at. Um, uh, it does say that this is beer number one from Bullhouse Brew Company, so they're clearly uh-huh. quite new. With it being beer one and it being in whiskey barrel aged, you can't imagine it's wow. been in for for a huge amount of time. Um, you know, <laughs> unless they've got a beer huge... they're doing. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, they, they, they haven't said how long it's aged. It doesn't. For. No, it doesn't say how yeah. long it's aged for. Um, so, may I, I think perhaps that is why I'm getting all of this. Um, you know, it's front loaded with the you know with what it is, and then it leads and it it just it it just peters out as this as a stout. Mm-hmm. Essentially, right. as a uh, you know a, a nice sort of stout, but yeah, you get that the whiskey barrel age kind of stuff hits you almost straight away with its sweetness, its woodiness, the sort of the tannins that are kicking through and stuff. So. Is it fair to say that it's a touch superficial because it fades too fast, or is that is that too unkind? To I think that's I think that's too unkind. It's it's there. Okay. I mean, so yeah, I just it. want to know what the. I'm yeah. still getting all of those elements now. They just drop quicker. I've got a slight burn sort of at the back of my mouth, and then it's gone. 
So they gotcha. stick okay. around for a little while, enough to for me to think, this is a little dry. It's nowhere near as dry as the Odyssey. That mm. was fucking absurdly dry. Um, but, you know, I'm thinking of reaching for it now because I want to refresh that. There is a little bit sticking around. Yes, the roasted nature has come in, the coffee notes, the, the chocolate has, has, mm. has shown itself. And I'm thinking, ooh, this, what I'm, that lasting finish of having that would be nice with those slightly sweeter woody notes. So I want to sip would it again, nice. bring those back in. Uh, yeah, again, really, this is this is this is for a, a seven and a half percent. It's 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 well made in the fact that it kind of does its thing, leaves you with a with a nice with a very pleasant kind of uh, finish, but a finish that is just a kind of you know just a stout essentially. Yep, for sure. Um, and it just yeah leads me into going yes, please, I'll have some more. All right, I'll leave. So I am gonna I am gonna drink this, uh, and we will move on to our final topic for the evening. Adol, come to you. Me? Ah, shit. Well, um, listeners will be surprised to find out that there were no games played by me. <laughs> uh, but I did want. Like, I don't want to get into the, like the weeds on this, but I did want to talk about the. Uh, Huge thing that happened to the Blizzard in the past week. Um, because of publication, I think, by the time last episode happened, this controversy had already sort of broken. Mm-hmm. But the the long and short of it is um, there was a Hearthstone tournament in Hong Kong. Hong Kong or China? No, no, the Hearthstone tournament no, wasn't, wasn't in Hong yeah, Kong. Sorry. I, I, yeah, sorry. Yeah. There was a Hearthstone tournament last week, and one of the... Finalist, who's a well-known Hearthstone player, player? Um, took the time to say, basically, say about pro. So we, there. If you don't know, um, politically, uh, Hong Kong is fighting China right now on like notions of autonomy and feeling like the, yeah, feeling like the Chinese rule is 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 given that the handover from Britain, blah, blah, blah. It, things are not great, and people are saying you are infringing on our... So there's a segment of the population, mostly young people, who are saying the way you are um, pushing your laws and rules right now are infringing on our rights, which we traditionally have had, mm-hmm. roughly. I'm, I'm, I'm doing broad strokes. I uh, think that's fine for what we're... Just to kind of uh, to interject, this is something that has been going on for... A little while yeah, now. The last few months. Yeah, yeah and it's been, and there's been there's been yeah. quite large. If people don't know, there's been quite large protests in Hong Kong, which uh, which have been going on for for a, for a while, for for weeks, if not a couple yeah. and, of months. And the, the, the large scale protests have been going on for months. Absolutely, the small and scale protests have going up, been going on for longer. But like, yes, there's a huge movement. And I think maybe why this has kind of come to a head, or at least is starting to filter into other areas, is because it actually got uh, it got violent. Um, last week Recently, or oh, yeah. two no, weeks ago, just before it. this kind yeah. of happened, you know, before it had, it had been pretty peaceful. Um, lots yeah. of peaceful protests, lots of sort of occupation kind of protests, very peaceful. And it's only been recently that it's kind of taken a bit of a turn. It's been, it's been yeah, the and last few months. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's been a month thing. It's, it's yeah, been yeah. getting progressively more. The point is, more intense, yeah. but it has been. It's yeah. compounding, and uh, the way it's been compounding has. From a certain perspective, like uh, echoed Tiananmen Square or other type things, mm-hmm. right? Like the the notion of 
the globe, the general Chinese government cracking down in a way that is is infringing on personal rights to the point where people are willing to like be hurt to fight against that infringement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, with respect to games, um, <laughs> oh, I can't. I lost his name. Shit, I had it Blue and then Chung. I closed my laptop. Yeah, Bushan. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, basically okay. he. Hong Kong-based uh, Hearthstone, uh, a well-known Hearthstone player, got s- far enough in the tournament, and he was being interviewed. And the interviewers worked on screen, important note. And he said he basically touted the Hong Kong Freedom slogan. Mm. And the response was he 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 was kicked out of the tournament. The his prize level up to that point was revoked. He was banned for two years, and the hosts, the, the commentators, were fired. Which is this is important <laughs> because um, they weren't on screen. They never said... Yeah, this was an after-hours, like, Taiwanese stream as well. Yeah. Like, it wasn't uh, part so of yeah, the It was kind of niche, mm. and at no point were they, was anyone... They didn't on know the commentating stream yeah. con- condoning anything. They just they weren't on the screen. And well, he said it, and it's also important to, to say that the the um, as as Blizzard at least called them the shoutcasters yeah. um, were actually hiding under the table. Yeah, from they what I heard from, from certain reports. They, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so so this is where the ambiguity comes in. Um, so if you aren't familiar, Blizzard has curated an ideal of being woke, a woke company. Mm. Um, so over the past couple of years, especially with respect to Overwatch, which is by far their moneymaker, uh, they've done a huge amount of like overtures towards LGBTQIA plus yep. um, populations, etc. They're like, we care about people and their rights. That's who we are. We're going to make sure everyone feels represented. This is why you should be a fan of Blizzard. Important because um, you can't divorce that type of political statement from other types of political statements, mm-hmm. says some people, including myself. Um, so what 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 they said after this thing was again they fire they they like suspended and fired the casters as well as the comment uh, the player uh, who made the statement, and they said there's no place for political commentary on uh uh in our stuff it should have just been about the game but because of the severity of these things there was huge pushback because it seemed like again blizzard is owned 10 to i can't remember it's either 10 or 20 percent by 10 cent which is a chinese company um 10 i think it's 10 yeah 10 but i don't also don't know if that's because i'm thinking of 10 cent and 10 cent like i'm gonna just (laughs) abstain from this the point is they have a uh, there's a Chinese company which has a, which is connected to the government, which has a stake in Blizzard, and the um, severity of both everybody else like yeah. they have yeah, a, the sev- they own me the <laughs> severity of the uh, repercussions <laughs> of the player and I wish they'd the casters yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Is, was really strong right yeah. like and this is the nuance that that really matters right it's not that we, so they just said fuck you three people you two casters who weren't on screen you player fuck you fuck you for two years 
And then they came out with a press release and said the reason why... So, so there was a huge, like, um, kickback on that, and people were like, it seems like you're taking China's side. Uh, and then they, they released a press release that said, we don't take sides, this isn't the place for politics. When someone made it political, that's when we crack down. But that only makes sense with respect to the player, not the casters who ostensibly didn't know. Like, you might make a case they yeah. might have known, but you don't have evidence. Exactly. And and But what was really interesting is they said... We were too severe on the player, so we'll give him his prize money for this tournament, yes. but ban him for a year. But we still will hold the casters responsible for a, a year as well instead of two. And, and like, that really matters. Tactics, yeah, it, it seems very tactical. And people push back. Yeah. To yeah. the point where, so like, major Hearthstone streamers and or, like, tournament, tournament players, like, the big names in Hearthstone... Just said, no, fuck this. Blizzard, no, you've gone too far. You've shown that you are a corporation first and you want your profit to the extent where you are uh, betraying human rights or or the values you ostensibly claim that you care about. You've shown your transparency. Fuck you. So uh, Brian Kibler uh, is a North American Hearthstone streamer, really big in the community, and he said, no, I'm done. Mm. Like literally said, I'm done. Even though most of the money he makes, uh, all his popularity, like, he does some Magic Gathering streaming, but, like, he's a Hearthstone streamer. Yeah. And he's like, no, you, you, you've you shown your colors, fuck you. And I think that matters a lot. Mm. Um, that sort of reflects, like, I'm not in that community. My notion of what's right or wrong in that might be skewed. But the fact that, like, the big names were, like... No, you're fucking up in the exact way that I interpreted. Like, cause as a person who's external, was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, you've you've reassured me that my layman's or non-informed opinion is probably correct. That that, that they, what they're doing is chasing profits, and they've been caught out in it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's a very interesting sort of way to to um, to kind of look at how maybe they then move forward with uh, you know with everything that they kind of have. Okay, they have some. Um, at least uh, they have some kind of Chinese sharehold within that that they would have to answer to as a company. Um, they have various products coming out through the year. Obviously, it's Activision Blizzard now as well. So, um, you know, you have Call of Duty coming out as well. Things like Call of Duty Mobile, which I would imagine make a fuck ton of money in, in microtransactions. Yeah. Uh, you have a global presence as a very big company. And Blizzard have, as you say, have always kind of put themselves out as a company Woke. which is trying to be inclusive, which wants to present themselves at least as um, you know allowing anyone to be able to come and kind of play their games and um, representation through through uh, as much as they can kind of do. And they've had blowback about representation and things like Overwatch and, and stuff like that. So to see them kind of suddenly, you know, almost instantly coming out and be like, hey, look, here are the penalties for what you did, rather than just being like, we're not associated. You know, they could have just come out and said, look, yes, this, this is what this play We're not associated with that. We, this is so not the message that we want to put out there. Rather than being like, let's take all of his prize money away. Let's yes. co- let's cancel the contracts with these other people. Let's ban so, certain people. They've taken a yeah. very hard stance with this. And uh, that's exactly what most of the like commentators have said, which yeah. is, 
if you really were apolitical, you would have said, this person doesn't represent our views. Yep. And sure, pull that person out of, uh, uh, out of things because they, they had a breach of contract because they were doing a thing they shouldn't have done, which is making a political statement on your cast. Mm-hmm. The fact that the broadcasters were not only banned on the outset, but also the, when they did their press release, they're like, no, those guys are still at fault. It shows where their loyalty lies, right? Like, the proof is in the pudding. And, like, at no point did they say, well, we, we kind of went overboard because we were worried about being seen as political and we didn't do that right. And, like, being apolitical means letting some messages go through. And that's just the case. It's like, no, we, th- we, we stand by this notion that this message is bad to the point where someone who wasn't involved but maybe it probably enabled it, gets punished. Like that's, you, that's problem, No press release of saying we're apolitical doesn't remove that unless you say these people are now rehired. This is this is where we start to edge on the, um, you know, the, and this is obviously me just... just Waxing sp- intellectual. Speculating and, and spitballing um, in that this is starting to get on the propaganda scale. Holding yep. to account the people who were are hosting something in the idea that they should know the message that should be put out and in some way could have and should have stopped this from happening. Um, yep. You know, how in any way a TV presenter could ever stop someone from suddenly saying something. Right, you know, I mean, through through all of the goodwill in the world on like TV breakfast in this country, someone can turn around and say blah 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 blah. Yeah, fucking blah blah blah. And you know, the the presenters can never expect that they were going to say that. So how could they be held accountable unless the unless Bliss Chung said to them, "I'm going to do this," or you know, they they had some kind of pre-existing knowledge that this was going to happen and but, and essentially stopped the interview how can this kind of work and yeah. it, it leads back to the idea that you know the shareholders or at least a certain portion of the shareholders have some kind of say in the way that things are going to um to, to happen out. from a very specific place so so i will can i just so the the minor devil's advocate move could yeah. be like the reason why they weren't on screen is because they knew there was something wrong going on, right? Like that's that's a move that Blizzard's going to say, right? But the problem with that is our default shouldn't be. I don't know why someone might have been in position X, so I'm going to assume the worst. Yeah, and the the worst being what impacts my shareholders. Like the, that's the problem I have, which is even if they're exploiting plausible deniability, the fact that there isn't any grounds for kicking them out except they have the wrong message mm-hmm. suggests that you can't punish them for this. Even if they're gaming the system in this way. Like, even if I assume bad faith on those casters' um, actions, the fact that I can't prove that they were doing that is the end of the world, end of the matter. Like, otherwise we lose any notion of impartiality or apolitical apoliticalness yeah and so when blizzard says fuck those guys but we're apolitical it's like no 
The only way you can say fuck those guys is because you can't prove X, but you, for some reason, want not X to be the case. So you're just going to pretend that's the case, and then it's clear that you are doing something based on your corporate investors. Like, I I personally think they probably knew, right? Like, I think they knew that the casters weren't on screen because they knew they might be punished. The point is... They you can't persecute them on that because you can't prove it. Yeah, but and as soon as you let go of that, you've lost all like plausibility. The thing is, is that like, you know, like we know what the Chinese government are like, and they just wanted to cut everything related to this issue out like a tumor. So there's yep. no, so there will be no questions asked by investors and stuff yeah, like that. Sure. And yeah. it's like it it doesn't surprise me at all. And I think they'll just weather this storm. This will blow over eventually. Things in Hong Kong are not going to get better anytime soon. And all these no. companies, you know, like... Who's the Epic and, like, mm. Activision, Blizzard and everybody? It's like, yeah, we're going to make out as if we're, like, you know, all about, you know, freedom of speech, you know, equality, this, that. You know, that should... All these companies, as someone who's worked in the corporate world, only in the corporate world, <laughs> it's all buzzwords. Yeah, we know I, 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 the bottom but, but line I will say is this, money, right? so, and the potential growth in China and far outweighs any kind of, you know, political, you know, financial yeah. growth in China. The, the, the two thousand, the two thousand people not playing Hearthstone anymore because of not this. Is yeah, is compared to the market in China? Yeah, absolutely. but I I I do think so. People like DM'd slash called out. Uh, what's his name? The head of Epic. Because uh, Epic also Tencent also has a share in Epic. Yes. Yeah. And they're like, "What does this mean for you?" And he was like, "I'm the majority stakeholder. I own more than fifty percent. They have a ten percent stock. Their vote doesn't matter. Mm. I will never let this happen." I don't and like, that. I get that. Like, he might be <laughs> lying. No, no, yeah. Yeah, but I get you that. You can he say might that be... in good faith, but I don't buy that. You but, telling but, but, like, me? I think if I, I think what matters, out, he'd be like, mm, you know, I. But, but like, I think what matters <laughs> is it's clear by the fact that Epic hasn't given up majority stakeholdership. I think that they can make if, moves. If, yeah. if like, I believe, I know it, enough about corporations. Be cool. I'd be like, yeah, you're badass, but I don't believe that for a second. I'm sorry. Right, but I guess the point is like. Even if I don't buy any arguments in good faith, the only one I could possibly entertain as plausibly correct mm-hmm. is the one where the company doesn't like can exist, can make decisions regardless of whatever mm-hmm. some opposing company says. Yeah. So the fact that um, Epic still has a majority stakeholder, which is one person, which mm-hmm. huge problems there. We can talk that about that <laughs> some other day, but like. I have faith that China can't unduly influence that because at the end of the day, he can just say X. Because that 10%, mm-hmm. he just doesn't have enough stock. Like, literally, there's enough, not enough votes. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. And the, they bought that 10% knowing that they only had the 10%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, that's buying into all kinds of capitalist garbage. But, like, the fact that blizzard doesn't have that is why people are questioning these motives right is because they've given enough of their voting power so their wokeness is question questionable yeah absolutely 
Yeah. Anyway, it's, that, all, that, a, it's all a front. Like, oh, you remember yeah, that, absolutely. You remember that e, 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 yeah. E3 thing got leaked about? Oh, <laughs> all the details. <laughs> no, not 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 the uh, not the details of the people oh. who attended. Mm. Um, mm. The thing about like how they're going to improve E3 next year. Oh it was all yes. Corporate yeah. speaking. It's oh, like oh, we're going to appeal yeah. to the kids. Yeah. You know, we're woke. So, so, so Lucy, you've just introduced a big topic that we can't address this week, but I really want to unpack. Yeah. I think we should like that in its package and talk about it next next week because <laughs> we can spend half an hour just oh, being like what kind of bullshit is this no- notion of planning um it, yeah it's it's the corporate world it is, it is yeah world. it's just <laughs> like the biggest mistake you can have in any of these is interactions is thinking any trust or that, faith to any of these companies yeah or just any like direct <laughs> notion of like well this obviously means this it's like no no this follows from this because of some weird corporate shenanigans. Don't trust Need anyone. Keep... Yeah. Absolutely, and don't I, trust I think any that's... company that's more than two people. <laughs> yeah, and it's very, it's very much high. So we're not a company, but we are three people. Yeah. We're fine. But yeah, me and Ben are trust sole traders, so. Yeah, we saw, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's very much highlighted by the uh, statement that Blizzard put out um, from uh, from the president. <laughs> Um, J. Yes. Allen Brack and he, he leads off his final paragraph by saying at Blizzard we are always listening like yeah yeah, two hours because you're owned by motherfucking China <laughs> so everything everybody says is being recorded but also listening doesn't mean adapting no like, absolutely it's one of those weasel absolutely. words right? mean like, it's listening like- and yeah. changing. It's like we hear yeah, you crying, listen. but we're not going to do anything yeah. about it. <laughs> I think they we're actually just... say so. To finish the whole quote, to give context to the yeah. quote, at Blizzard we're always listening and finding ways to improve. Again, that doesn't mean by taking on changing the, things uh, by taking on the things that our customers are saying. It's not necessary change. To yeah, that's improve what that our stock price, I think. Yeah, and say. that's it. That's that's the <laughs> thing. It, that's it's that's it. We are improving by making more money, by We're giving more money to our, to investors. our investors. Not. I, by, I will say this thing. That it's really telling that when Destiny Two had a problem, they left Activision Blizzard and just became free on other platforms. So supposedly, okay. Just as a just as a slight segue, very quick one. Um, supposedly, the idea of um, getting rid of Destiny okay, actually yeah. came from Activision. And I'll find I'll find the tweets. Yeah, that uh, makes sense because the the system that Blizzard had wasn't great. That's my point. Mm-hmm. Like, it was too wrapped up in another thing. It's, it's a, just a garbage. It's not a garbage game. I won't yeah. say that the fundamentals no, but, of it, but, but the, everything around it is garbage. I, yeah. I'm surprised. It's, it's it's still one. It's still the best like selling franchise of this generation, you know. So it's surprising. Mm. Yeah, that but that just says a lot about the fran- the generation, not about the franchise. <laughs> it, the shooting feels good, and that's all I'll say about Destiny. That free trial <laughs> I played on PlayStation Four. Oh, uh, like I like the original one game. a lot more than yeah, I did like Destiny Two, and I only played Destiny great. Two for a I don't like free space chapter. people in the moon. Like, the main reason why I kept my Xbox was because I really liked Destiny. Yeah. Like, there were, like, now three or gone. four months Sorry. where I was like, this game is enough. And then when that game stopped being enough, I was like, fuck this thing, I'm selling it. 
Exactly. Uh, Destiny, Destiny 2? Nothing like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think I, I what hate we hearing said about, about Topic I want X. Destiny to, it's one of those games where it's like, cool, whatever, but you, the fact that you hear about it all the time and people always complain about it and they still play it, I want Destiny to die. I think Destiny yeah. is the biggest regret of this generation. I mean, I think <laughs> in I terms you. of me not wanting to hear about it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. We talk to like someone like Adam. He enjoys it, but again, it's the same as something like the Division. He enjoys it, but when he's playing with people, when he's playing with friends, yeah. but they all say like, I don't want to play Destiny. Make, but you can I make still a shitty game really fun if you have good friends. It's got good shooting. Yeah, yeah. Destiny's true, fine. True. I just hate hearing. To be honest, it. like the amount like, of fun I've you, had with playing with friends. Yeah. On Destiny or fucking Battlefield or Division is less than the amount of fun I've had playing Jackbox Party Pack That's 5 or yeah, 4 yeah. with friends. That's the point. It's yeah. like the friend part overshadows by an order of magnitude mm. the mechanics of X. All so if the, all you can say is... This is a game that mechanically allows me to play with my friends. Not enough. What are you saying, I, Lucy? All I'm saying is that I hate hearing about it. Right, we won't Siege, talk about it Siege, Division, yeah, Warcraft, all these people playing these games. I don't hear about them as much as Destiny. <laughs> I just, I've been hearing about Destiny for five years. Ages. That's six decades. years. I hate it. Was it, is it six? Must be. Didn't it come you out must in be, You must be getting on to five or six years. It's about five. It's too long, regardless. Because everyone's like, oh, why do you do this, Bungie, to us? And they keep playing the game. <laughs> why couldn't you just leave it like Anthem? Yeah, it's fair. And I've been hearing about it for five years. Yeah, Anthem, Anthem, there's not going to be another Anthem. Oh, no, I mean, no. I don't know a single player. I there actually don't know a single person who's played <laughs> Anthem. Like, I know people who play all of the games. I don't think I know a single person, like, who I converse with regularly who actually played Anthem. Yeah. I know a bunch of people who have opinions about Anthem. I don't know a single person who's like, yeah, I played it for X hours and it's kind of shit. That one person like, who plays it. All of those people who, ice. like, are like, Anthem isn't great. They just Fun fed night. everyone else, and they're like, "Nope." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but even the people who complain about Anthem, I don't hear them. I don't hear anyone yeah. who complains about Fallout. Seventy-six. Fallout. I don't even know its name. Seventy-six. I don't hear anyone. Uh, I'm aware of it. Yeah. Fallout Five. Yeah. No. Until Fallout Five comes out. No, it's Fallout no. Five. Come on, they that's what they wanted. It. They four wanted it to be through seventy-five. <sighs> we'll never have a Fallout 5 through 75. Let's finish there <laughs> for this. Yeah. I think that's appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Ado, out of the two beers that you had, the beer de lac and the Abbeydale, which did you prefer? Oh, God, it's real tough. Uh, I'm going to give it to the beer de lac. Uh, mm. I, I'm a sucker for just a really solid quadrupel. Mm. Uh, it, it does exactly what it says. It's really great. It it's strong. It doesn't portray its strength. Um, it does that, like, given that it's not Belgian, it does that European quadruple notion really well. Mm. Uh, it's really good, really solid beer. Um, 
The sterile tiers, I will actually say, um, as a 7% West Coast IPA, it's a great example of a West Coast IPA. I would have easily said it could have been 5%, uh, but it kind of just does those things. And honestly, the uh, Philosoph does the things it wants, but like, if they're both doing just the generic move of what they say, what they're describing, I'm going to go for the Quadrupel over the West yeah. Coast IPA, and that's why it wins. Like, like mm-hmm. it's not like either of them are going above and beyond or going less than, but like, but one's a I'm going to reach for the Quadrupel <laughs> over the West Coast IPA nine times out of ten. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. Just, just my choice. It's a better style of beer. Mm-hmm. So the one wins over You're the other. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, I'm having I really a, am. I'm having a I'm sort of like, <laughs> I'm having a similar sort of thought this week that, that you know both beers are, uh, are very good and are doing what they kind of uh, what they say they're doing, what they want to do brilliantly. And I don't know who to kind of go for. Um, <laughs> I think the Odyssey as a double IPA, it was a double IPA, but it's not a, as you would expect, juice bomb, big, right. fruity IPA. It's doing something a little bit different. It's got those stewed fruits, there's a little bit of maltiness, a bit of sweetness to it. Um, and then the, um, a, a, and again, the, the El Capitan from uh, Bullhouse is a whiskey barrel aged export stout. But it's doing something different. It's it's doing it in a slightly different way. You know, I'm not absolutely hammered by those. I'm, I'm I am feeling a little bit hammered, but I'm not I'm not hit by those uh, by those whiskey barrel notes. Everything right. is, is constructed quite well, and it leads into this nice stout afterwards as well. So it's really hard to kind of pick between the two of them. Mm. Both doing, you know. Both doing something slightly different in the styles that they are doing, and I think I might go for both of them. Yay! <laughs> no, fuck, I won. no, no, that's, I won. that's a goddamn Lucy move. <laughs> it's, Lucy's not drinking this week, Nick. so I can do it. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I, we can't I, I have two Lucys. Like, Lucy gets away with it because she's Lucy. You can't start being the person who gets away with no, it. No, I want fine. one. No. One, one week. Give me one week. I want to eat it. No, Lucy gets the one. Lucy, we've established that sometimes you just say I'm it's both. I'm a flake. <laughs> That's fine, but, like, Ben has to make a decision. Right, I'm picking one. This I'm picking is one. me putting my foot down, and, and by picking, that I mean my fine. fist down. I'm picking one. Good. Based on the can out. It's going to be the Odyssey because I would instantly see that in the bottle shop and pick it up again. Uh, I'm also going to say that... Having had it, I think if if both of these were next to each other on the shelf, one is much more appealing than the other. Mm -hmm. Knowing that I enjoy them both, uh, you know, similarly, um, whether I'm in the mood for an IPA, whether I'm in the mood for a stout... I think, you, based on the can, I'm going to pick the Odyssey. And that is the one that is going to sit for me this week. It's fine. Never judge My point a beer, is, but it's can if I When I pushed well, you, you yes. had an answer. <laughs> Therefore, you could have had an answer the whole time. I, I, I think it's perfectly acceptable to have two beers which are equally Oh, great. I get that. But, like, Lucy, <laughs> I've been like, well, what if you just made a decision? And you're like, nope. <laughs> 
Can't do it. <laughs> I do that to Ben, and he's like, yeah, the art works. So that tells me that, like, Ben can make the decision and you can't, so yeah. Ben doesn't get away with not making the decision. Ben's superficial. Yeah, if people want to that. talk to us through the internet, they can do so in several different ways. You can go to at TankTupCast on Twitter, TankTupCast on Instagram. You can get each of us individually at the Omniarch on most of the things, at JuicyLoose9 on pretty much all of the things, at Nova underscore 47, everywhere that matters. Go to outoflives.net. <laughs> Do things, live your life. Don't yeah. go to China. Hang out with your friends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how do yeah. I? How do I finish this without anyone yeah. else? Yeah, it is just, just say goodbye. <laughs> bye. What's bye in Mandarin? <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm just gonna say ciao. <laughs> That's exactly what is expected. www.outoflives.net